Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, July 1st, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. What the I know. hell? <laughs> July 1st. I don't know what that means, but I'm still Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. <laughs> I can't believe we're in July. And it's just now hitting that um, killing Abuela, Abuela Claudia like weather. Oh, uh, Robbie, I'm coming for you, man. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool on that tweet. No, not cool. Well, it's about to be on the Broadway radio social as well, thanks to Robbie's tweet, because that just <laughs> sent me over the edge. Considering it was like a Lemon Will Miranda line for another show that he tweeted, and then Abuela. <laughs> oh, not good. Not yeah. good. All right. It's a- Summer in the city. Okay, as always, make sure that you're listening to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You get the news before everybody else. So it's like the right thing to do. Uh, but I did want to say, Matt, I got tickets to a Broadway show today. I saw on the on the Insta, <laughs> you got a little Passover, huh? Yeah. Um, who was it tweeted about it? Um, I think it was Ayana Prescott. I don't know how to say her last name properly. I need to find out. Um, But Ayana tweeted this great thing to say that like between today and tomorrow, and now it's going to be over by the time you probably hear this uh, listeners, but uh, they said that like $50 mezzanine tickets, $75 uh, orchestra. And I was like, um, okay. So I literally like walked up to the August Wilson and, I, and nobody was there. And I was like, do you have anything for like your first preview? They're like, oh, we can get you like really good seats. And I was like, you gotta be kidding That's me. Awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited to see what I believe is going to be the first theatrical preview. Yeah. yeah. In general. Yeah, it is. Cause it's opening on August 4th or begins performances August, August 4th. 4th. And you mentioned Ayanna Prescott, who is the, yes. um, she's a, a theater critic and she works over at our Brooklyn, um, something or other, our Brooklyn, the Brooklyn rail, I think is what it is. Yes. But, but she and our friend Nina Ward from, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, the press room, Yes. They they have both joined the production as co-producers uh, of of Passover on Broadway. So they are both incredible people. One is a critic, one is a press rep, um, and they are both black women. And it is absolutely phenomenal that they have been brought in to bring their expertise to this production and makes me very, very excited for its success. And I'm hoping that um, I'll be able to come up while it's still running. It starts so early, I'm not sure if I'm going to be up there, but we will definitely uh, I will definitely try to make that happen because I am a big fan of both of those individuals and very much looking forward to seeing the show. Yeah, I was like, yes, I will support the first uh, black show that will be at the August Wilson. Can you believe we've been talking about it on the show for a while, but like. Matt, get on damn plane. All right, let's get into some news. Um, Second Stage Theater has announced dates for four of its upcoming productions, notably Lynn Nottage's Clyde's and Richard Greenberg's Take Me Out. Clyde's will begin at the Helen Hayes Theater on November 3rd, which is my little brother's birthday. Shout out. Uh, Take Me Out will begin in March of 2022. The world premiere play Letters of Suresh will begin previews at the Kaiser Theater uh, on Tuesday, September 14th. And the premiere play and the world premiere play To My Girls will begin previews at the Kaiser Theater as well on March 22nd of next year. So they've kind of, they've spaced everything out, generally speaking, with their uh, Broadway and off-Broadway houses. And um, I'm, I'm just excited that we've got more information. I know Take Me Out, we've been talking about, I feel like, forever. Yeah, Take Me Out was supposed to obviously begin performances back in the spring of 2020. It'll now begin performances on March 9th of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, Clyde's is kind of like a spinoff sequel of Sweat, 
which is very cool. Yeah. But the one that I'm most excited for is Letters of uh, Letters of Suresh, which is in itself kind of a sequel to a previous work that Rajiv Joseph did, mm-hmm. um, who's the playwright. It was a character that he used um, in an old show, like, I mean, I think 15, 20 years ago, and I don't remember oh. all the details, but um, Suresh is a character, I believe. But that's very, very interesting and um, very exciting. I think Rajiv Joseph is a genius. So um, so all four of those shows are very exciting. We still don't have dates for uh, Between Riverside and Crazy, the Pulitzer right. Prize winner by Stephen Adley Gerges, but it is on the schedule for second stage. But very, very much looking forward to all of these shows. Um, and I love going over to the to the Helen Hayes. Like, I, I, <laughs> I think it's just such a nice little quaint theater with very weird blue um, wallpaper but I really really like that space that place makes me really nervous I can't explain it I don't know what it is but when I go into that theater I feel like something bad's gonna happen which sounds crazy and ominous and please don't sue me second stage I really like you and I'd like to work for you Uh, but (laughs) I'm just saying and also this marks the second production that Lynn Nottage is gonna have on Broadway at that time so just saying what's the other one interesting what am I not thinking of MJ (laughs) oh okay Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor for this week, Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment, and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. I mean, you're listening right now, so I know you like it. Uh, Their newest plan, Audible Plus, gives you full access to their popular Plus catalog. Now you can listen all you want to thousands and thousands of popular audiobooks, original entertainment, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of your favorite shows and exclusive series. Yeah, and there's so much great theater stuff on there. You have Nilo Cruz's Anna in the Tropics starring... Erstwhile in the Heights star Jimmy Smith. You have Ayad Akhtar's Disgraced. You've got the Mother Bleeper with the hat by the aforementioned Stephen Adley Girgis with Bobby Cannavale and Chris Rock, who originated um, the show on Broadway. There's productions of Uncle Vanya and A Dollhouse and so much great theater. And one of the, I think, the first show I saw at the Helen Hayes Theater, Kenneth Lonergan's Lobby Hero. Um, is on there as well. This is the LA Theater Works version, not the completely star-studded version, but it does have Tate Donovan in it, so it's definitely worth checking out, but always great theater stuff on Audible. Visit audible.com slash broadwayradio or text broadwayradio to 500-500. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash broadwayradio or text broadwayradio to 500-500. One more time, visit audible.com slash broadwayradio or you can text broadwayradio to 500-500 to start your free trial today. Speaking of free, oh man, I'm getting so good at segues. <laughs> Fire me. Um, thanks to Jeremy O'Harris's Twitter, I found out today that David Geffen decided to Venmo Yale Drama School $150 million so that all the students present and future can go tuition free. Star- sorry if you uh, graduated last year. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, um, according to Yale News, the donation is the largest on record in the history of American theater and makes the school the only institution of its kind to eliminate tuition for all all degree and certificate students, removing financial barriers to access, of course. Because of this sizable donation, it is now the David Geffen School of Drama. Yesterday, Ashley and I reported on the Geffen Playhouse now, so mm-hmm. I basically think that this week is David Geffen week at Broadway Radio. <laughs> we have to stand. The average yearly tuition room and board cost per student at Yale is around $77,000, and with about 12,000 students per year, I don't know. I tried to do the math on this, but it just seems like I don't know how long 
that donation is going to be in effect for their students. But I mean, hey, kudos. Well, well, a lot of times how these things work, and I don't really know all the details, and I'm not very good with money, so It's like in perpetuity. Well, I, how, how it often works is they take this money and then they put it into an endowment. And so the, the that money makes money. So they invest it and put it into the bank and that money creates enough money to pay for things off the interest of that. I was mm-hmm. in some organizations in college at Ohio State where we operated based off of the interest every year for the endowment. So our budget was the interest. So I, I can't imagine our endowment was $150 million. So um, I'm sure that generates a lot of money um, in, in there. So who knows? But yeah. um, good for good for um, him, I guess. David Geffen is also one of the people who is kind of trying to steer some of the ships out of the troubled waters of Scott Rudin land, um, which, you know, Okay. He was working Go with him. Yeah, but he was working with him anyway. So, yeah, you know, a little complicated there, but this is this is great. Yeah. And um, uh, I very care more excited. about what people do after they learn about abuse, because I wasn't I don't know when. But after, you know, that's when I judge you. <laughs> but as we said with Scott Rudin, if you didn't know, like 15, 20 years ago, you didn't know by choice. That's that's a true statement that you heard here. Fans of what the Constitution means to me will be delighted that the national tour will relaunch this fall at the Guthrie Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota on September 30th, 2021. This this iteration of the show won't feature Heidi Schreck. However, the tour will launch with Casey Beck in the leading role. If you are not in one of those cities that it will tour, don't worry, because it's available on Amazon to view. Highly recommend doing that. But if you are in one of those cities, please go and support it because it's an incredible production. Casey is going to be great. Yeah. Also, I believe that was the second show I saw at the Helen Hayes Theater. (gasps) Keeping Keeping it in the second stage family. Keeping it all there. So let's go off-Broadway, speaking of. Uh, the same contract between Actors' Equity and the Off-Broadway League has been in place since November 2016. It's set to expire in July of this year. So off-Broadway theaters have raised their concerns with producers and equity due to cut budgets and costs related to safety precautions for returning industry workers. You know, we've talked about, like, the inclusion of HVAC uh, new uh, systems and all these crazy things, right? Which are so important, right? To the safety of everybody. But Actors' Equity is advocating on behalf of its members who have been out of work for more than a year that like, hey, we need you to sign some other stuff. So Off-Broadway wants a multi-year agreement so theaters can navigate long-term plans, but Equity has asked members to sign an open letter for a one-year extension of the current agreement. A lot of nonprofit Off-Broadway houses have expressed their cutbacks and concerns. For example, like MCC is returning with a smaller staff. They're doing four instead of six shows. Uh, Vineyard Theater is having to also like have huge cuts. A lot of these off-Broadway theaters are relying on receiving the shuttered venue operators grants, which we've talked about on the show many times. The grant could help cut down on the projected $300,000 deficit for the Vineyard Theater in particular. But like many theaters, they've not heard if they're going to receive these funds. So awful. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's really, really frustrating. Like we've been talking about this thing for for months now, and the fact that it, you know, even even a year and a half into this pandemic, the government still can't figure out how to do anything 
you know, not right, because I think they're still doing it right, but they're not doing it, um, prof- uh, you know, efficiently and proficiently. Um, it's just like, come on, guys, get get your stuff together. Remember, the very first they had to they had to stop the enrollment on the first day because their website crashed because they yeah. weren't prepared. So not a surprise, really frustrating. And I mean, I remember when James and I talked about this off-Broadway contract when it was put into place back mm. in 2016. There was a huge um a huge pushback from Actors Equity about this, um, you know, and <laughs> yeah. the, the rates and stuff. So hopefully they get this figured out. I mean, I don't know all the details. I, I feel like there's got to be a middle ground here for them to figure it out. And hopefully they can. So they are able to actually work, <laughs> you know, beginning a month from now. And that's the truth of it. We just want everybody to go to work safely and um, as equitably as possible. So I just want to say this. Uh, bye, Felicia. <laughs> so recently named the Howard University Dean of Fine Arts and upcoming star of The Skeleton Crew, Felicia Rashad, may have just zipped up her career in one tweet. So after 60 women and probably more victims of, of Rashad's former castmate came forward about rape, Bill Cosby was released from a Pennsylvania prison after the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania vacated his... 2018 conviction on sexual assault charges and sentence. Rashad tweeted her immediate support of the rapist. Finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. I mean, okay, like, I guess bye. Like, I hope the students at Howard will have a new dean that will believe them when they come forward about sexual misconduct or abuse of any kind. I hope these victims are not re-traumatized, which no doubt they are. But this was just not it. And, you know, she released another statement, but I don't really care about it. No, she didn't. Um, she, no, no, she didn't. She didn't. She had nothing to do with that follow-up wow. statement. That was clearly not written by the same person who wrote the first one. That was oh, yeah. clearly oh, yeah. but PR. But it's still on her Twitter account. I have to say that it's, yeah. you know, her. But but you're so right. Um, I just, I know that, you know, uh, Dominic Morisot and Ruben Santiago Hudson's production of Skeleton Crew is coming up. I, I don't I don't, crickets. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, there was a lot of people tweeting on uh yeah. on Wednesday about what the PR team and the press reps uh for that show must be doing right now and it was not good. But it's like come on. Yeah, you know? we'll keep y'all posted. The only reason I even bring this up is because we had been talking at length about the fact that she was the new dean of this school. That was a very big deal. You know, she's an incredibly celebrated woman of color. She uh, is going to be starring in this new, she's a Tony winner. She's, you know, she's going to yeah. be starring in this production, but I also want to uh, say this. <laughs> yeah, well, will she be starring in this production? We will have to wait and see. TBD. So to mark the end of Pride, even though I know it's July 1st, we still have to say Adam Feldman, who is one of my favorite critics, I have to say, oops, um, put together no, the top. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying like, yes, um, put together the top 10 best LGBTQI musicals of all time. Let's see what your favorites are, Matt, because I think we know mine. So it started with Hedwig, A Strange Loop, Falsettas, Lacage, Rent, Fun Home, A Chorus Line, Avenue Q, Color Purple and Kinky Boots. Did you have any thoughts on this list? The Avenue Q one was That's interesting. What I, thought. I, I mean, <laughs> yes, there's the whole Rod um, storyline, but like, and that's fine. And but like it was ranked eighth ahead of the color purple and kinky boots, which was just very interesting to me. I wouldn't have put it on the list. And if I did, it wouldn't have been that high. I would imagine there's other things that you could do there. Um, I thought Hedwig being number one was interesting. Um, I mean, I have no problem with it. I just uh, I thought right. it was interesting. interesting. Matt means when he says the word interesting, he means completely correct. 
That's what Matt means. Well, I'm just no. translating. <laughs> well, I just thought that the, like <laughs> Fun Home was at six. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah, I just thought Strange that was... Strange Loop, I think, was three, though. So that's Strange that's Loop fine. was three. Yeah, The Kaj was two. Um, you know, I, I don't have anything... I, look, Adam Feldman's been a guest on here. He's awesome. <laughs> I just... I, the ordering and the inclusion of Anavim Q, I, I was a little... Eh, about... Um, like, I would have had Fun Home clearly in the top five, um, if not higher. I love Rent, but I would not have had it at number five. Um, mm-hmm. You know... So, okay, it was fine. Maybe, it's a great list. Maybe like historically, I would maybe historically, not for my own personal list, yeah, because this is his list. Historically, I would say maybe falsettos would be number one and then have Lacage number two, rent number three, yeah. uh, fun home number four, Hedwig number five. But if this were my list, baby, that's Hedwig and fun home. Scrap the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Saying. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So finally, and just, I guess, my recommendation, because we were talking about what the Constitution means to me, if you want to support, if you're in New York City and or any of the cities that this person's touring in, Jacqueline Novak's solo show, Get On Your Knees, is at the Cherry Lane for this month only. Uh, it's opening right as we speak. Um, she's going to hit the road again with the show right afterwards. I highly recommend it. My director, Kate Robards, took me and I was like, this is my dream. Like, she's just so good at what she does. It's a New York Times critics pick. The show is produced by Natasha Leone of Russian Doll. I believe oh. Mike Berbiglia had something to do with it but you can get tickets to the cherry lane it's gonna go fast um it sold out almost immediately last time she did this run so she's gonna go on tour with it see it get on your knees just saying i love shows at the cherry lane i love natasha leone i love russian doll um so this is uh came very highly recommended when it was in new york last time and glad it's getting another run so people can see it and then uh people around the country can take a chance to uh get tickets as well happy july go watch a show about sucking Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You get the news before everybody else. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow. 